as we open up the Word of God this morning, I want to welcome all of us to our baptism service. It wasn't, yes, it's worthy of celebration, great occasion. Our first service, we had a powerful, powerful testimonies and services, and we are moved uh, by our God who saves the sinners. First service, we saw seven of them getting baptized. This service soon, you will hear eight of them being baptized as well. Shelton, what they are about to declare before us is how God was compassionate toward them, how God was merciful to them, how God has forgiven them when we are sinners, all because of what Jesus Christ has done. That's the story they, they will share just in a moment. And baptism candidates who are gathered here, this message is for you. There will be joys of your life like today that you will remember for a long time. That God, you have saved me. You have redeemed me. You have been so gracious to me. We sing the glory of your name, praise of your name. Yet there will also be the dark night of your soul. Uh, there are moments in your life you say, God, I know you have forgiven me, but I'm just keep messing up with the same sins over and over again. Are you still gracious to me? Are you still compassionate towards me? The resounding answer that we will find through Micah is the yes and yes. Not be, it's not you who forgive yourself. It's God who has forgiven you. Therefore, you can find rest in Christ alone. I pray that that will be the testimony of your life throughout. So today's word will come from Micah. We have been studying the book of Micah entire spring. Today will be the cap reprise of what we have been studying all thus far. In a moment, I will open up the word. But when you look at the very first verse of chapter 1, it began by saying, Then the word of the Lord came to Micah. That's how this entire book opened. Who is this Micah prophet? The prophet of God who declares the word of the Lord to the people of God. The name of Micah means itself means who is like Yahweh? Who is like our God? And that very question will be answered in today's text. The very last three verses of the book of Micah 7, 18 through 20. Chelton, for all of us, I pray that you will remember the answer of this question, who is like our God? Spoiler alert, no one. <laughs> no one is like our God. His compassion, his mercy, his faithfulness triumphs all our sins. And therefore, we stand at the foot of the cross because we believe in what Christ has done, who hurled all our sins into the depth of the sea. I pray that you find this hope today as you dive into the word of God this morning that Jesus forgives and therefore we can find hope in him. Having said that, will you open up your word, Micah chapter 7, 8 through 20. Micah chapter 7, excuse me, 18 through 20. The last three verses, I will read it for us. Hear the word of the Lord. Who is a God like you, who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? 
You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. You will be faithful to Jacob and show love to Abraham as you pledged an oath to our ancestors in days long ago. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So after walking through such terrible cycle of sin and judgment, if you have been with us, you know how none of them does what is right. People of God falls apart from God. The leaders of the nation falls apart. And the religious leaders of the nation all do their own things, terrible things. And as you walk through this cycle of sin and judgment, we learn that our hope is not found in our deeds. But our hope is found in the very characteristics of God. Who is a God like you? Verse 18. Who pardons sin and forgives transgressions. He does not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. In other words, it is not because of our good deeds that we can find hope in God, but it is because that's who our God is. He delights to show mercy. He forgives sinners who those repent in the name of the Lord. And because he's a compassionate God, what does verse 19 say? He will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depth of the sea. He will take all our sins and cast it into the depth of the sea. And Jeremiah 31, 34 tells us that he will not even remember that anymore. All because of what God has done. It is he who will forgive us. See, Shelton and baptism candidates, I know I trust that Jesus as my Savior too. But there are many moments in my life when I look at my own journals, I'm like, God, look at me. I'm still struggling with the same sins. Can you still forgive me when I mess up a billion times? God, I cannot even live up to my own standard. But can you really forgive me? Would you delight to show mercy compassionate? The resounding answer is yes and yes. And that's what you're declaring today before people, that you know God has forgiven you and redeemed you, not because how good you are, but because you trusted in God who was compassionate, who forgave your sin, and who cast all your sin into the hurl, into the depths of the sea. It is God who cast our sins away. Rosh Hashanah is a Jewish New Year. It's the once-a-year celebration. Well, it's a New Year, so of course it's once-a-year <laughs> celebration. And during the Rosh Hashanah, there's Tashilik service called Tashilik. And Tashilik came from the word Tahashilik, Nahashilik. The word means cast off. And during the service, these Orthodox Jews will go to the river, the water, where there's a special lots of living creatures are. And they would empty out their pocket, whether it be the breadcrumbs, whether it be anything's in their pocket, and they throw into the sea, symbolizing that their sins are thrown away into the depths of the sea. Now, this service, the Hashilic service, did not originate from actually biblical time. It was later added in 13th century by Jewish people. And while it was added, these rabbis were very concerned about this service, actually, because they were concerned that this superstitious people will think, oh, it is us emptying out our sins and throwing into the ocean. What does verse 19 say? 
you will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. During the Tahashilic service, Jewish people recite these three verses. Yet how we can sometimes misunderstand that, oh, it is us who can throw, who has capability to throw our sins into the depths of the sea. But no, the emphasis of the true redemption is not us throwing our sins, for we are not able to do that. But it's through repentance. There is also not only Teshulik service, but there is also Teshuvah, which means repentance. That's what we ought to truly believe in. It is not us who can empty our pocket, empty our sins into the depths of the sea, but it is God who hurls our iniquities into the sea. That's where we can find hope too, right? Because if it is us, me throwing my sins into the sea, oh, I forgive myself. If it's up to me, I give up. I really do because I'm like, God, I cannot even live up to my own standard. I'm a deceiver. If it's all up to me, it's me casting my sins into the depths of the sea. If that's what my salvation is based upon, I think I'll be too tired. I don't think I can sleep at night worrying about, did I repent that? Did I repent that? Did I repent this? But it is God who hurled all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. So I hope, Baptist candidates, you'll remember that God has forgiven you, all those who repent in the name of the Lord and Shelton. I pray that you remember that rest of your lives, that our God delights to show mercy. He hurls all our iniquities into the depth of the sea. So it reaches the climax of rejoicing here. Then the question is, how do we know that God who forgave Israelite, all this remnant who return? How do we know that God will still be faithful to us today? Well, you can say, well, that God was faithful to them, but not to us, maybe. How do we know that he will still be faithful, that he has not only forgiven my past sin, but he will forgive my present and future sins as well? Read verse 20. What does it say? You will be faithful to Jacob and show love to Abraham as you pledged an oath to our ancestor in days long ago. Wait a second. Do you see what's happening here in verse 20? Jacob has already lived and gone. Abraham has lived and gone. And then, but it is written as a future tense. You will show faithfulness. You will show love to Abraham and Jacob. What is going on? The very God who proved his faithfulness to our ancestors, Abraham and Jacob. Micah is intentionally writing here in future to let us know God's future faithfulness is as certain as it has already happened. That is the very promise of God that he was faithful, he will be faithful, and he is faithful right now at this moment. That's our hope. God is a God who keeps our promise. We are just like Israelites that we study in the book of Micah. We sin, we repent, we are like a dog that returns our own vomit. You know what it's like, Chetan. What is that for you? There are many things that you have overcome in the name of the Lord, but there are just certain sins. Oh, God, man, I thought I overcome with my temper tantrum. I'm such an angry man. God, I thought finally I can be more patient, but here I am, I just blew it. God, I thought I finally overcame with this sexual temptation. I thought I finally overcame with this jealousy. Here I am again, God. Will you still be able to forgive me? When you just look at you on yourself, when you try to cast your own sin into the hurl of the sea, 
there is always more. But when you trust in God who cast our sins into the depths of the sea, your sins are no more because his compassion and his mercy triumphs all our sins and failures. Would you trust in what Christ has done for you, children? There is hope for all those who repent because our God is a promise-keeping God. He made an oath to our ancestor and he will still be faithful to us. How is this promise of God guaranteed for us? See, Chilton, actually it should have been us. When he says God will hurl all our iniquity into the depths of the sea, it should have been us, the sinner, should have been cast off into the deep iniquity, the depths of the sea. But is that what happened for us, all believe in Jesus? No. Romans 10, 17 tells us, while it should have been us who should have been cast off, he says, who will descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. On the Christ, on the cross of Jesus Christ, all our sins were laid on him, and he condescended into the deep. For our sin, as he takes our sins, hurls all our iniquity to the depths of the ocean, there in the foot of the cross, we stand and say, we are forgiven. Baptism candidate, there will be many days of your life where you'll be like, God, I know I've been baptized. I know I've confessed Jesus to you as my Savior, yet I am just ah, not living up to even my own standard. Can you still forgive me? More than you look at yourself, continue to look to God who hurl your all iniquities into the depths of the sea by Jesus himself condescending to the deep because he has loved us, he has been faithful to us. Children, all of us, you will about to hear just in a moment how, this God, how God was so compassionate, gracious, and merciful to our baptismal candidate's life. After this, as they share their stories of how God has forgiven them, will you take time to remember how he has forgiven you also? There are many of you who say, I know God has forgiven me, but I cannot forgive myself. You say that because you keep looking at yourself. Look to God, look to the foot of the cross, who has redeemed you, who has forgiven you, and I pray that this baptism service will be a wonderful reminder that our hearts will sing for all that God has done for us. Let me pray for us. Oh God, how is this possible? We should have been cast off to deep. We could not empty our own pocket. We could not have thrown our iniquities into the sea. But it was you who came down from heaven. It was you who took all our sins. It was you who took, bore all our sins and casted that to the depths of the sea and you remember it no more. Oh, Father, we pray when the Satan tempts us to despair, when our guilt-ridden conscience forbid us a rest and deep night. Oh, God, remind us how you have loved us how your mercy and forgiveness triumphs all our sins and failures. That's what we have learned, and as we hear your mighty work in our baptismal candidate's life, I pray that our hearts shall sing for the glory of your name, for it is you who have redeemed us, it is you who saves us, it is you who will continue to save us. So God, we sing to your glorious name, in your precious name we pray, amen.